the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Jesus recognized Satan's claim to this world, but the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of God. There will one day at the end of the tribulation period, there will be a transfer of power where the rule of this world will be transferred or taken from Satan by God, and God will reign over this world. Satan has a claim to this world. God has given dominion of all creation over to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When Adam and Eve disobeyed God and sin entered the world, they inadvertently handed over the reins to Satan. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing that in the end times, Jesus will come back and take back everything that Satan had stolen in that moment. Jesus will restore things back to the way they were supposed to be, with us living with him in a perfect, peaceful eternity. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Uh, We're going to be in Revelation chapter 11 this morning. Uh, Revelation chapter 11 this morning as we continue our journey through the New Testament on Sunday mornings. We're also going to look at Isaiah 61, Luke chapter 4, Psalm 2, and 1 Corinthians 15. So I'm telling you now, because we're running behind. I don't have time for you to be flipping pages trying to find Psalms. (laughs) <laughs> Isaiah 61, Luke 4, Psalm 2, 1 Corinthians 15, and we're in Revelation 11. We left off last week uh, in verse 15, where it says, Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, And he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. And then the temple of God was opened in heaven and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple 
and there was and there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, and earthquake and great hail. Well, uh, we have been in the section of Revelation that describes for us the tribulation period, uh, and the tribulation period is a period that will come upon the earth in the future. It's a seven-year period when God judges this world. He judges the Christ-rejecting, rebellious people of this world. And it's described for us in detail in chapters 6 to 19 of Revelation. And just as a reminder, as we've said before, uh, the, the church is in heaven before the tribulation begins. Uh, the, the, the tribulation is not for the church. God has not appointed us to wrath, the Bible says, but to have salvation through Jesus Christ. And so we saw in chapter 4, the church is caught up to heaven before the tribulation begins. And then in chapter 6, you have this tribulation period that will unfold in the future on the earth from chapter 6 to 19, where God is judging the rebellious world. And the, the judgments of the tribulation, they have three divisions. Uh, the first division, the first set of judgments will be the seven seal judgments, followed by the seven trumpet judgments, followed by the seven bowl judgments. And so far, we have looked at the seven seal judgments and six of the seven trumpet judgments. And if you're, if you're kind of new and you're wondering, what in the world am I talking about? Uh, all of those messages are on our website. And you can go back and listen and get caught up to speed on what we're talking about here. What we've seen with the judgments that we've looked at so far, and remember, we're just at the midpoint of the tribulation period. We're only halfway through the seven years. We have the second half to go. But what we've seen so far is just unimaginable destruction and death upon the world during this time of judgment that comes at the end of the age, the tribulation period. With the sealed judgments, uh, we saw war upon the earth. We saw famine. We saw a quarter of the earth's population will be killed during the sealed judgments. There were great earthquakes. There were disturbances in the sky where stars fell from the sky and collided with the earth. The sun and moon grow dark during the sealed judgments. And that's just the sealed judgments. With the trumpet judgments that follow the sealed judgments, a third of the trees and grass on the earth will be burned up. A third of the sea creatures will die. A third of the ships of the sea will be destroyed. A third of the drinkable water upon the earth will be contaminated. And it says that many people will die from drinking the water. A third of the daylight will disappear. Uh, the days will be shortened by a third. And then, then it gets really bad on the earth. <laughs> then you have what are known as the, the three woe judgments, where the angel declared, you know, woe to those who dwell upon the earth. Uh, then the bottomless pit will be opened. Hell itself will be opened. And multitudes of demons will fill the earth and torment the non-believers that are on the earth, and we were told that people will want to die because of the torment, and they will actually seek death to escape the torment, but God will not allow them to die. 
Death will go on a vacation for five months and people will not be able to escape this demonic torment that will come upon the earth. And then with the sixth trumpet, when the sixth trumpet is sounded, another third of the earth's population is killed. So we had a quarter of the earth's population under the seal judgments and then a third of the earth's population under the trumpet judgments will be killed. And so, so combined, over half of the earth's population will be killed uh, during the tribulation period. And again, we're just at the halfway point of the tribulation period. And so that brings us now to the seventh trumpet, which is our passage today. We've made it to the seventh trumpet judgment. And when the seventh trumpet is sounded, we actually get a preview of things to come. The seventh trumpet is extraordinary because it it looks ahead to when the future kingdom of God on the earth becomes a reality. In other words, the seventh trumpet here in our passage, it looks ahead now to the end of the book of Revelation. And it reminds us that the reason for the tribulation, the reason for all of the judgment and all of the destruction and all of the death that will take place during the tribulation period, the reason for all of that is to purge the earth of its wickedness and its rebellion so that God can then establish his kingdom on the earth where his will will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And so the seventh trumpet now, it it looks ahead to the end of the book. Uh, For those of you that attend our Thursday night study, uh, which, by the way, hint, hint, you should come out and attend that study if you don't. But for those of you that do, you know that as we've studied the book of Isaiah, Isaiah will talk about the judgment that is coming upon Judah for a few chapters, and then he kind of takes a break from that, and he looks ahead to the kingdom age when Christ is reigning upon the earth. It's as if Isaiah can only talk about the bad stuff for a, a short amount of time, and then he's got to take a break from it. He's got to talk about some good stuff. And so he always will, will kind of break and look ahead to the kingdom age of Christ. That's what Revelation does here in chapter 11. It's looking ahead now to the future kingdom of God on the earth. It looks ahead to the end of the book. And it reminds us of where all of this, all of this will end up ultimately. And so in verse 15, we have the announcement. Verse 15 says, Then the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and He shall reign forever and ever. This is what the whole book of Revelation is about. It's about the kingdoms of this world becoming the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ Jesus and God reigning on this earth forever and ever. Revelation just gives us all the details of everything that must take place before Christ can reign forever and ever upon the earth. By the way, uh, George Handel used this verse as the text for his hallelujah chorus. And he shall reign forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Forever and ever. Hallelujah, hallelujah. King of kings, Lord of lords, forever and ever. Hallelujah. It gets it from this verse. And notice it says in verse 15 that there were loud voices in heaven. It's plural. It's not one 
singular voice in heaven, but it's a multitude of voices. It's a symphony of voices declaring that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Again, he's looking down to the end of the book of Revelation, the last couple chapters of Revelation, and he sees where all of this is heading, where all of it's going to end up. It's going to end up with the world becoming the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ, and Christ reigning forever and ever. Right now, Satan rules over this world. Now, that may come as a surprise to some of you to hear that. But Satan rules this world. That might help you make sense of why the world is the way that it is. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The Bible declares that Satan is the God of this world currently. Jesus himself, in John chapter 12, verse 31, John chapter 14, verse 30, and again in John 16, 11, describes Satan as the ruler of this world. The ruler of this world. Now, God you know, rules ultimately... But Satan is ruling over this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, Satan is called the God of this world. The God of this world. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, he's called the prince of the power of the air. The prince of this world. Satan. Uh, when Satan tempted Jesus Christ in the Gospels. Matthew's Gospel, also Luke's Gospel. Uh, in, in Luke's Gospel, in Luke chapter 4, verse 6, If you remember, Satan uh, showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in a moment, it says, and, and said to Jesus, I will give you authority over all these kingdoms because they have been delivered to me and I can give them to whomever I wish. And Jesus didn't dispute Satan's claim to having possession of all the kingdoms of this earth. Jesus didn't say, these kingdoms aren't yours. They're not yours to give away. Jesus recognized Satan's claim to this world, but the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of God. There will one day at the end of the tribulation period, there will be a transfer of power where the rule of this world will be transferred or taken from Satan by God and God will reign over this world. And what a glorious day that will be for this world. Heaven rejoices at this announcement that this will take place one day. In verse 16, we have uh, the worship of the 24 elders. And maybe you remember the 24 elders. We've seen them seven times 
so far in the book of Revelation. The first time we saw them was in chapter 4, verse 4. And these 24 elders, they sit on thrones around the throne of God in heaven, and they worship God for His judgments and His decisions. And we said in a previous study that they represent the church, the church in heaven around the throne of God, worshiping. In verse 16, when the 24 elders... Uh, hear the sound of the seventh trumpet and the announcement that's made in verse 15 of God reigning on the earth forever and ever. Verse 16 says the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones, they fall on their faces to worship God. Just at the announcement that he will reign over the earth. They fall on their faces. They begin to worship God saying, we give thanks They're thankful that God will one day take control of this earth. Aren't you thankful for that? I'm thankful for that. They're thankful. We give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come because you have taken your great power and reigned. Now, did you notice in verses 15 and 16, the Lord reigning is spoken of in the past tense as if it's already happened. In verse 15, the kingdoms of this world have become, not they will become, they have become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ. In verse 16, because you have taken your great power and reign. They're speaking of a future event at the end of the book of Revelation. At the end of the tribulation period, when Jesus Christ returns to the earth as King of kings and Lord of lords, and He takes back control of this earth, and He establishes His kingdom on the earth. It's speaking of future events, but they speak of these future events as if they've already happened. Now, this is something that you see actually frequently in the Bible, where future events are spoken of in past tense, as if they've already happened. And the reason that you see that in the Bible is because God promised He would reign over all the earth forever and ever. And all of God's promises are yes and amen, right? And so when the Bible speaks of His future promises, there are occasions in the Bible where it speaks of a future promise as if it's already happened because it's God who's making that promise. And you can count on it being fulfilled. So much so that you can use past tense when you speak of it. And that's what the Bible does. It uses past tense because they're certain to come to pass. And so the Bible speaks of this Christ reigning upon the earth as if it's already happened. Uh, Look at verse 17. That word taken, because you have taken your great power and reign. That word taken, it means to take what is one's own. The world belongs to God. He created the heavens and the earth. We sang about that today. And one one day God will take his own. He'll take what is rightfully his. And he'll rule over the earth. He'll take it from Satan. Now look at verse 18. The nations... We're angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and shall destroy those 
who destroy the earth. Now, if you are a Bible nerd like me, verse 18 is mind-blowing. It's such an extraordinary verse. It's, it's, just, it's just awesome what it has to say here. Verse 18 gives us a summary of all that will happen in the rest of the book of Revelation. It's all jammed in this one little verse covering thousands of years. It's all right there in in one verse. It tells us all the main events that will take place to make this transition of the world to the kingdom of God. Look, Look at the verse again, the first clause of verse 18. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. That's a fulfillment of Psalm 2. You want to turn to Psalm 2 for me. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. Psalm 2. Psalm 2, verse 1. Why do the nations rage? The nations were angry. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers of this earth take counsel together against the Lord. It's in capital letters, Yahweh, Jehovah, and against his anointed. That's a title for the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It says in verse 2 that the, well, it says in verse 1 that the nations rage, they're angry, and the leaders of this earth, the rulers of this earth, take counsel together against God and against Jesus Christ. The nations are angry. Saying, look, this is, this is what they're saying to each other in their counsel. Verse 3, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. We don't want this man ruling over us. We don't want God ruling over us. We don't want Jesus Christ ruling over us. We don't want to answer to him. We want to rule ourselves. That's what the, that's what the nations of the world are saying. How, how can we cast off their cords? Now, wouldn't you say that's what the world is doing? How can we, how can we cast off God? How can we just get God out of the picture? How do we get God out of government? How do we get God out of the public square? How do we make the whole thing secular? We don't want God to be part of it. It's exactly what Psalm 2 says they'll do. Verse 4, you see the response of this by God, God's response. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. (laughs) He's not worried about the governments of the world and the culture casting him off and rejecting Jesus Christ. He's not worried about that. He's not concerned about whatever plot or plan or policy they come up with. He laughs. The Lord shall hold them in derision and confusion. It's nothing that the world plots is going to work ultimately. Then, look at verse 5, God, he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. His wrath shall come. The nations are angry and your wrath has come. That's Psalm 2. You go back to Revelation 11. This first clause of verse 18. The nations were angry and your wrath has come. It's a fulfillment of Psalm 2. And during the tribulation period, the, the world will grow increasingly angry with God. 
And instead of calling on God for mercy and salvation, the world will, will grow angry and angrier and angrier, and the world's anger will culminate ultimately at the Battle of Armageddon. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast is another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.